Yeah, yeah. It's your man John A. Schultzman, host of that LCP, that Lunchroom Chatter Podcast. Man, we back for another week. Now, before I dive into like some of like the the sad news, matter of fact, let me call it my homegirl. Now, when I have a guest on, it's like, yeah, it's quote unquote a guest. But to me, these are co-hosts that stop by rather. So these aren't really guests. These are like family. So when you so when you guys see some of like the same names come by, whether it be Queen E, whether it be my girl, you know, Dewan, it's not these aren't guests. These are co-hosts. Let me call up my home girl, Dewan, get her to be the co-host for at least a good 15 minutes. So let's see what she's talking about, man. Now, hold on. Like I said, when I call, I expect that first call pickup. But let, let's call up. Let's dive into some of the the ratchet news, rather. Let's dive into it and see what she got to say. Turn my, my volume up. Mm-hmm. What's that, young blood? What up, what up? Let me clap it up. Now, hold up. Now, I know you said you only got 15 minutes. Wait, what time you go back? Are you okay? I don't say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm amazing. I've had a beautiful now. Second period, my second period class, they exhausted all of my little energy. Are the kids that bad though? Are the kids really that bad? Bruh, I'm dealing with like mm. between sixteen and eighteen year olds. I don't, I hope you can hear oh, me pretty good. Now, nah, nah, you sound around. great. That's high school. Oh, you work around high school kids. Yeah, so they high school kids. Mm. But some of them niggas act like they sixth graders. And so I'm constantly telling them, bruh, chill out. Stop. Can y'all stop putting y'all hands on each other? Then, you know, you hear about them. Do they be fighting? They be fighting in class? They be play fighting. You know how it is. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, you know how that go. Play fight and turn real. Play fight and turn real, though. Yeah, so I be like, y'all chill out. Because they be getting each other all against the uh, the filing cabinets and stuff. I'm just like. Wait, the boys or the girls? Oh, 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 it's usually the boys, but every mm-hmm. now and then they'll be popping on the girls and stuff, and I'm just like, and like I, and like and I, I told you the-, the other week, it's your job to make sure that them kids don't be ratchet. It's your job, you know. I, I know it's tough. <laughs> That's I know it's tough. <laughs> I know it's tough because like some of them, <laughs> some of them kids be big as hell. Some of them kids be big as hell for their age. Bro, some dudes, you mother, but I be going up against them. Like I wish they would, but. Ain't you ain't you ain't doing shit. No. You ain't doing nothing. Don't do that. Yeah, boy, I'll flip their ass over. They ain't gonna play with me. <laughs> listen, I deal with killers and drug dealers. That's what I thought. I said, listen, y'all, mm. this ain't nothing. Y'all, like, come on, bro. <laughs> Here you go. Now, so, yeah. now, like I said, like I didn't mean to ambush you, but like, like I had things written down in my yeah. iPad for like a week or two, and I was like, damn, like I've been so busy with work. You know, my mom was here last week. My sister was here last nah, week, nah, so nah. nah, it been a lot of things going on. But um, I, like I wanted to ask you this for a couple weeks now. Jim uh-huh. Jim Jones was on a podcast with Angela Yee, and he said that his mom taught him how to tongue kiss. And when Angela Yee asked, how, "No, no, no, no," that's what he said. And then and then she, and then oh my god, and then she asked him how, and he said that she used her <laughs> mouth, and he said she used her <laughs> mouth. And she showed me. So my question to you is, if you had a son or a daughter, would you would you teach your daughter or son how to tongue kiss or give them sex tips? Hey, bro, mm. I am hot like a mofo right now. That is hilarious. Would I teach my son or my daughter how to how, tongue kiss? How to tongue kiss like or would you give them sex Let tips? Let me tell you. Mm. Let me tell you. So how to tongue kiss? Nope. I'm going to tell them to go ahead and make a mistake and bite the, bite 
learn from then on out. You wouldn't show your daughter how to tongue kiss? You wouldn't show your daughter how to perfect that technique? You want me to show Nah, physically show, use your mouth and physically show her how to tongue kiss. Yeah, your... I mean, you know what? How mm. about I do it for what, what her daddy? Yeah. <laughs> let me show you how. Let me show you how. Then it's going to turn off. Then she ain't going to be kissing. Then she ain't going to get pregnant. I mean, because like I said, so like, when he's... Just... No, keep going. What you said? I need to hear your opinion. Okay. No, okay. So the whole kissing stuff, like, nah. Mm-hmm. I mean, shit, they gonna just see me and the daddy get nasty. If they won't, if they won't learn from that and try to mimic it, they gonna do. They gonna do it anyway. So <laughs> you know, but sex, uh, I probably the the sad part about it. I probably feel more comfortable With making my tips? son uncomfortable about sex. Mm. Yeah. Um, I probably wouldn't be advocating for it too much because. I know the consequences of that, but I don't know. I, don't I mean, to be fair, no, because um, at the end of the day, you know, like if your child comes to you for sex tips and you turn them away, at the end of the day, oh, they well, still going to learn it. They still going to learn it from somewhere. So, like, okay, I'd rather it be from you. And use your mouth um, for nothing like that. You ain't gonna use your mouth physically and show them. I mean, no, 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 <laughs> absolutely not. Like this funny, this little girl was talking to me today. Like we was kind of having like a little heart to heart, and she was just like crying. She just, she just felt that like she needed to talk to somebody. Look at you bonding and connecting. And I like it. Yeah, my, you know, my Latino little cousin. You know, you don't <laughs> think I'm Mexican? You know, oh, uh, she's Spanish. She's Spanish. But what, what, what happened? What she said? What just? What she said? She she I mean, vented you about a man. She was so she was like having little love problems. Mm. She's sixteen, and I'm like, baby, oh, that's you gotta that age. Really that's learn. that age, though. That's that I know, age. And I say I get it, and I was mm. telling her, I was like, I get it. I've been at this age before, and I said, part of me doesn't want to give you advice because when people try to give me advice, I barely listen to them. So you're gonna have to really. You didn't go listen back it. then. I said, you didn't listen. You- to the advice you got back then from the adults? What I, I don't, okay, I think you went through one and out the other. And I say that because I still went through life making the same old, mm. you know, dumb decisions. And I, and I feel like until you you get in something so that it really hurts you, I feel like that's when you probably will wake up unless you, you know, learn to affirm yourself. I was really telling her about just mm-hmm. affirming yourself every day in life you know, knowing your worth. And she was just like, starting to cry. She was like, I'm sorry. I'm so emotional. She was I'm crying. Like, she was like legit crying. Like, <laughs> like, like you got like, no, she wasn't well. And like, oh. she just had, uh, I said, damn, you in school here. fucking these kids up. Don't fuck their heads up. What you telling a little girl? No, she was, I think she just needed somebody to talk to. And I was telling mm. her about some of the things I went through this last year and how I really had to fight for my mental health. Mm. You know, um, you know, I, I thought about what happened to me last year around this time and just like the decline with everything I thought I could depend on, you know what I'm saying? To mm-hmm. be successful was taken away from me. My mm. mind was taken away from me. My credit was taken away from me. My money, my apartment, and how I lost everything. Wow. I had to build myself back up. Yeah. And I had to tell her, like, you mm. know, you have to choose to keep fighting, you know? Mm-hmm. And she appreciated it. So it, it is so good to reach out, to, reach out to her and let yeah. her know, like, look, this is what these little affirmations every day. I mm-hmm. said it's not gonna happen by next week. It's not. Said, it's not. It's a, a process. It's a process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, you know, 
was just keeping it real with her. Uh, you know, I told her how I was in a I was in a situation where um, I was friends with somebody. Then we started having sex. Then I wanted I still wanted that friendship piece, and then they didn't give that to me. And you know, dealing oh, so with y'all those got emotions. Deep. So like, y'all got really deep yeah. with the conversation. Okay, yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah, no, you gotta be real with these kids. Yeah, you gotta keep it real with yeah, these kids. I, I told you I was telling these niggas. I said, bro, busting nuts. I said, y'all don't get fired now. Don't get fired going get crazy. Not. Don't get fired, uh, though. These, 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 these niggas, they're not fired. Mm. Well, you know, I'm gonna be okay regardless. Yeah. But, but no, we was really happy. I was having a really open conversation. I think that's necessary, you know. I'm not about to sit up here and like, oh, I'm perfect and no, nothing has not, happened don't, to me. Please like, don't do that. Please uh, don't act like that. Nobody perfect, you gotta, you not gotta at all. See, like, right, like nigga been through some shit. I got joy and peace now, but it took me going through it and mm. getting over it to be like, oh, yeah, I'm a, you can't touch me. I'm lit. That's how it is. But hold on, okay. now, now speaking about relationships. Now I spoke about this uh-huh. a couple weeks ago on Instagram, and I got a lot of good replies. And um, so I want to ask you. Is it a red flag mm-hmm. if you're dating a guy and the guy you are mm-hmm. with does not post you online? Is that a red flag to you or will you understand that, okay, maybe this guy just doesn't want to post me online? Or is that a red flag? Um, that's like, there's always some gray areas to the question, but red flag, if they had a, I mean, if, if they discussed it, like, you know, okay, here's the thing. I guess with social media, some people have to where it's strictly professional, mm. right? And they only want to post that type of content, so mm-hmm. that's understandable. Like them want to keep their private life yeah. private to themselves. Um, but if you posting like pictures of your homies and your friends and stuff like that, mm. and you don't ever but leaving say, you out, yeah, I think that's a little strange. Um, it's, so it could be a potentially a red flag if they post like other people who are significant in their life, right? Mm-hmm. And they don't. But if it's just like they on some professional type stuff, I can I can understand that, you know? I can definitely understand that. I mean, but on the flip side, I feel like, well, because I follow a lot of women and like sometimes like 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 they just they, they go overboard when it comes to posting somebody new. Where it's like seven days a week, this is my king. Oh, I love talking. them. No, on the flip side, because like I said, some people overshare. Okay. Like like I understand that some yeah. people want to keep it proud, but some people overshare. Like they're a little yeah. too extreme with it. To it, you kind of know, okay, like, no, yeah. I don't think you need to be posting the person like every damn day, no, mm-hmm. but like, because again, I'm just basing it on you saying they never post about, oh, like, yeah, never, never, never post them at all, yeah. Oh, I mean, I really think it's all dependent on what type, like, are you just date casually dating somebody, mm-hmm. or are you serious with that person? I think those are factors too to take into consideration. Right? I mean, because to be honest you with you. No, to, um, to be honest with you, like in um, every relationship I've been in, I've posted someone online one time, my entire life. Yeah. So, and like yeah. I said, like like when it comes, like um, last week I told you my mother and my sister was here. I didn't even post them online. Yeah. Like I keep so much private in regards private, to everything yeah. else. Yeah, like like some people just don't want to post their their daily life twenty four seven online, and and I, I think that that is okay. But now it just uh-huh. it seems like it's difficult now because people think that if you aren't posted online, then it means the person doesn't care about you. But that's not true, at least in my opinion. Right. No, that's not true. It's a, but but guess what? Mm-hmm. Only it only matters between you 
and that other person. Mm. Who gives a shit what everybody else has to say? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, that shit is annoying. I, I wish like, it was that easy. Bro, I wish I it was that you. easy. You know, we, 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 you know we good. All right, nigga, I'm not about to be posting you every time. I barely post myself. <laughs> like, you know, like, no, I think if the couple have an understanding and there's mm. real love, you don't have to validate that to mm. social media. Oh. Like, oh. You better preach, right? You preaching. Where you at, like, New Orleans? I got to oh. come to your church. You are preaching. That's... Baby, listen, <laughs> the church of wine and wine and friends. That, that's... Well, you, it's going to be you, called the fellowship. You said you go to church or you don't go to church? Or you go to church I online? I said I'm going to start. No, I said I'm going to start me a church. I'm, my friends going to be a part of the congregation. I'm going to take up my little offering. Because I already be preaching. They already call me deaconess. Uh, man, feel <laughs> are, you, are you a real deacon? Are you, are, you, are you a real deacon? No, or are you like no, no, the no, deacon? no. I just always, well, you hold the, up now. Nah. You the hood deacon. <laughs> you the, nah, you the deacon bro, for the streets. No, I really be get. I really be giving the word. I mm. really do be like, mm-hmm. you know, giving them words of encouragement. And we always, you got to realize in the South, I don't know how it is in New York, mm-hmm. but a church is a real, like, like all of us went to different churches, but they all do the same thing. So be constantly joking around about mm-hmm. like how, it'd be like church jokes constantly. It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. But for a church, I go to church every now and then, but I usually watch church online. Yeah. I'm usually listening to sermons online. I mean, because to be honest, I like like I know deep down going to church is something I should do. But like I said, man, when I was um living in New York and my grandma used to get uh-huh. me to go to church. And I, I think I mentioned this to you before where, you know, when I, I went to church with her a couple of times in the past, they used to always try to get me to join like the little boys group. And I always told them no, but he was so persistent to where it felt uncomfortable. And then months later, I'm watching oh. the news and he got arrested for molesting the boys in the um in the boys group. And after that, like my whole you know, mind just got turned off from church. And I, I know it's no, bad to lot, say that, but thing. yeah, I'm traumatized no, 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 from that. No, no. Like, I'm traumatized. No, church hurt. Church hurt is a real thing. Like, mm-hmm. um, you got to realize, and um, to make a long story short, I know you, you know, you're trying to hold me long. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always, like, as far as my relationship with Christ goes, when I was like 18 and in college, like that was just something I was like in some type of church or Bible study, like three, four days out the week. Wow. And then by the time I went to law, yeah, I was like on fire. And then somewhere between graduating college and, and law school, I was kind of, I don't know, this real, you know, I had my own little things. I oh, you kind of slowed up? You kind of slowed down going? I, 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 I slowed up on going in my faith and Christ mm. per se was just like, I don't really know about this, but it wasn't until September of 2020 mm-hmm. when I had that, had an encounter in the shower. I was just praying. I was in the shower praying to God. And then all of a sudden, like, scriptures and stuff started coming back to me. I kind of had got a revelation, like, my life and Jesus' life is, like, serious. I mean, mm. I think similar. Mm-hmm. Like, we all have our own crosses to carry and our own burdens to mm. bear. And oftentimes we give our time, we give our love, we give our life to people who are not always appreciative of that, mm. right? And so it was just like... I was like, wow, so this real. Like, I ain't never had no type of experience like that. Mm-hmm. And so from there, from September of 2020, I just been in the word. Like, every day I listen to sermons uh, multiple times a day sometimes. On YouTube? Um, or like, so where at? Where at? So I can start listening to YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, the funny thing is, the first person who I started watching was Creflo Dollar. 
Wait, I know his song. Isn't is he? Isn't he down here in um, Atlanta? I think I seen this church. Yeah, in Atlanta. I see. I seen this church. Yeah. I seen this church that week. Yeah. Yeah, I seen this church I've last week. Church out there. Okay, you went there. Let me tell you something. <laughs> this man, this man is an, like forget all that stuff about what people say about the money and yeah, all this and that. Yeah, because I be seeing the ghetto this, shit. I see the ghetto stuff. Mm. Listen though, put that to the side, bro. Mm. When you talk about relationship with God, mm. it's real, bro, and it only comes through praying and they say fasting people ain't about that life all mm-hmm. the time but you have to sacrifice something mm-hmm. and i've just seen i've seen god's hands in my life you know and even even now like how much peace i have in my mind in spite of like bruh is nobody i didn't have the same thing uh three years ago wow you know mm-hmm. so but it takes I mean, it, it takes a, time though it takes time, time to get to that place it takes time. Like, like I would give you, you pray to him. You tell him, like, you, if you, if you a babe in Christ, sort of say, he'll show you a few things, and then after a while, you gotta, you, he gonna train you on some patience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and baby, you be like, Lord, I know you're real because you didn't show me some things, but where you at? It be, your, it be your accent. But, your accent be getting me. I swear. It's like, I be listening. You be like, it be like, Lord, baby. I be like. <laughs> Man, but yeah, that's, it is. Yeah. That is good. Mm. I mean, he, but now, like I said, like, this kind of a bad segue because I don't want to segue from speaking about God and, you know, the Lord and having. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so it's kind of really no, no no it's kind of really no segue but somebody told me to ask you this question now because i was speaking about i was speaking about this a couple days ago and they said you know well the question is what actually classifies as a as a big dick but what classifies a big dick yeah. word that i'm not going to repeat yeah um Cause you know my my whole my whole life I like I've been confused on what exactly is the qualifications for having that the qualifications of a big. I would like dick. to say I would like to say if, if it's as long as your forearm is that what it's called? wait the forearm is long wait the forearm is like what twelve <laughs> inches so I gotta be okay 12? so I I'm, no like I'm thinking between probably eight to twelve that's big right like that's a big I would like to. I'm looking at this water. How long is a water bottle? How many uh, inches is a water bottle? I don't know. I, I, I got the monster can. I'm trying to see. A- you said eight to twelve inch. Like, that's kind of big, though. Don't have the standards be. Don't have the standards that high. You just, yeah, but you, don't. No, no, no. First of all, okay. I don't know how much of my business I'm supposed to be putting out there, but listen, that's. I don't know what woman wants to be pounded by. What's that nigga name from um, Godfather of uh, <laughs> Oh, What's big dick buster. <laughs> big dick buster. <laughs> nah, all, bruh, niggas don't girls don't want to get pounded by a dude like super super big like that. You asked me a question. You didn't ask if we would enjoy a big dick. Yeah. Nothing like that. You literally mm-hmm. just asked, what do you consider to be a big dick? And I'm like, uh, you like eight twelve? Do I want twelve inches damaging my inner parts? Uh no. Probably not. Probably not. Like, that shit don't feel good. That's going to be painful. Shit, then I'm going to be sold for the next week more. That's, why I, said, that's no. why I said on the flip side, a man can have a small or like an average one, but, you know, it could get the job done. So that's just, the most of their own yeah. shit. <laughs> 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 I'm joked out. That's what they say. Rock the boat. Rock the boat. That's what they be saying. Oh, but hold, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Are you still at work or 
Are you done for the day? Nigga, I'm also, this is our last little time in the BMW. You know, I'm going. Oh, I'm the going, car. I'm oh, 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 hold on. We got to clap it up for, for the BMW leaving. This the last day? <sighs> yeah. I'm out of Turn my baby in. You're going to get the 95 the Honda Accord. Is that where you're going to? The 95 oh, oh. Honda? What? Send me your location. I'm about to pull up <laughs> on you. And, and, <laughs> but I'm going to call you back. I'm going to call you back. Yeah, yeah. Welcome back, man, to that LCP, that Lunchroom Chatter Podcast. As a matter of fact, I want to collaborate one more time for my girl, DeWine, stopping by for the first half of that episode and talking about a lot of different things. But as she said, man, ladies and even men, she said, you know, sometimes you got to go through the down parts in your life before you get to the good shit. Brand new LCP. Like, that's just the way it is sometimes. And sometimes, I know um, with social media, a lot of people, they want to skip the process. They want to skip those down times and, and um, fast forward straight to the good shit. But sometimes in life, you got to have those pitfalls, those stumbles, so you can recover and, and um, ultimately end up better than what you were before you stumbled, man. So like she said, man, you guys got to persevere. You know, even, even if you don't believe in church, like find something, find something that motivates you, something that keeps you positive. So as you try to, Regain what you lost or even attain what you've never had, you can be in a great space, man. But, um, <clears throat> I had to step back in and talk about some more shit. Now, it's a lot of tough news, man. And I was trying to save that to talk about it by myself because it's, um, some things that, um, that I have to say and some shit I kind of want to get off my chest. But in New York City, man, this shit bothered me 24 7, man. We had two NYPD officers shot, one killed in Harlem in an ambush. Now, I want to say rest in peace to the to the young man who lost his life. I know he was from New York City. He was 22 years old. He was young. He had a wife. You know, he had a like when I seen his face, like I think that's what fucked me up. Like seeing the guy's face, because like when you put a picture, you know, to someone that's when you begin to humanize shit. Now, if I'm just reading the article, it's like, yeah, it's sad. But when you actually put a picture to the shit you're looking at, that's when it puts things into a bigger perspective. Now, I'm trying to pull up the news article. I'm sure by now you guys have seen or heard the news story, man. But I just want to add some clarity because I know everybody doesn't keep up with the news. Like sometimes a lot of people get their news from social media and sometimes you don't really get the full details from the memes or you know, just looking at what the shade room posts. Sometimes you got you got to go outside of that and pick up some more information. But the matter of fact, let me play some of the news clip. Then I'll come back in, give you my thoughts, and also tell you guys about a time where a police officer helped me, man. When I moved to Georgia, I think in 2011, I moved here for college, and I didn't know anybody. And I got into a situation where I got stranded. And a, a white police officer, man. You know, when I tell you guys, man, he helped me out above and beyond. So I don't want to push the narrative that all cops are bad. Because, yes, I grew up in the project. I grew up in the Bronx, New York, in the ghetto, in the hood. And a lot of my interactions with the police, they haven't been the best. But I don't want to push the narrative that every single person who puts on a police uniform 
is a bad person because that's simply not the case. But let me see if I could pull up this news article, man. This is from CBS New York. I, I just want to give you guys some more background, a little more insight into exactly what it is I'm about to be talking about. Here we go. This is from CBS New York. Tonight. Good evening, everybody. I'm Maurice Dubois. And I'm Christine Johnson. We're coming on the air here tonight with news that two NYPD officers have been shot. We are just getting citizen app video of the scene for you. This is 135th Street between Lenox Avenue and Adam Clayton Boulevard. That's 6th and 7th Avenues. We are told officers responded to a domestic incident involving a mother and her son. Police say when officers arrived, shots were fired. We have learned also that a third officer has been injured and a suspect has been shot. Let's go to a live picture now from Chopper 2 over the scene tonight. Dan Rice just arrived there on the scene. Dan, what else can you tell us about this breaking news? Well, Christina Maurice, as you can imagine, a very chaotic scene down here on 135th Street. Here we'll zoom in about halfway down the block. You can see numerous police officers gathered outside this building. As you said, we are just arriving on the scene. There's police tape all over the place. It appears this entrance here in the center of your video, that appears to be the building that everybody is focusing on here. But let me give you the bigger picture here. As you bring the camera out, you're going to see police cars for several blocks around this area here. Several streets shut off at this time. So as you guys can hear, man, it was a massive situation. Like anytime you got police shot and it's sad because when somebody black is killed yes i know the response isn't the same you know the 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 attention that the media plays towards it is not the same and i understand that but that is something that's probably never going to change but i was trying to get the young man's name who passed away so i could kind of i want to hold on here we go i'm trying to get the name Identifying those officers is 27-year-old Wilbert Mora, who is critically injured, and 22-year-old Jason Rivera, who was killed. That's his name. I want to give a a hand clap to the the young man who passed away, 22-year-old Jason Rivera. And I'm, I'm not clapping in celebration. I'm clapping because his family came out and said, you know, being a cop, being an NYPD officer, helping his community, that's something he's always wanted to do since he was a young a young boy. He was still a young man at only 22 years old. And the fact that he died doing something he loved, but even me saying that is kind of somber because I don't want to die doing something I love. But if there was any way I can go out doing that, then that probably is what I would choose to do, man. But um, like I said, man, I, I don't want to push the narrative that every single cop out here who puts on that uniform is a bad guy because it's not. Because let me get in story mode, because I want to tell you guys about a time when I came to Georgia in 2011, I got stranded outside of a McDonald's in the NYPD. Well, not an NYPD. I'm down here in the South, but a Georgia officer, he went above and beyond to help a brother out. Brand new LCP. Now, when I came here in 2011, I left New York City, the Bronx, New York. I came here for college and I didn't I didn't have a car. I didn't. I didn't even have my own place when I first moved to Georgia. I came down here on a whim. I got accepted after I graduated Morrisville State College in New York. Well, up in New York, I got accepted down here. And within about four days from being accepted out of the blue, because I I, I applied last minute. Like, I didn't even think I was going to get accepted into Georgia Southern University. I got accepted. It was like August. Classes started the end of August. <laughs> I had like a fucking week to decide 
am I going or am I not going? So I came down here. I had no car, no friends, no family, no nothing. Matter of fact, I had one cousin. That's it. So, you know, I came down here first semester. Everything went great. And it was Christmas break of my first semester. I was coming home. You know, I was going back home. Like, you, like y'all know how shit is in college. During Thanksgiving break, Christmas break, you go home. And I didn't have a car. So I had, I think, two friends at the time. And one of my friends, I said, hey, um, I'm going to catch um, the bus in Savannah, Georgia. Now, it was an hour away from where I lived in Georgia. And now she was going home, too, for Christmas to go be with her family. So I said, hey, can you drop me off in Savannah before you go home? She said, cool. Now, my dumbass, you know, I was cheap. I was calling myself being cheap, saving money. So I decided to catch the Chinese bus. <laughs> Shit sound bad right away I know you motherfuckers up there in New York Who has who have ever took that Chinese bus Y'all know how the shit go The Chinese bus is cheap um, I, I got a, a one way ticket From Savannah, Georgia To New York City Shit was like $38 Now when you see 38 You get hyped But then you realize you might be on Spirit Airlines You might be on some fucked up flight And that's what the fuck happened So Long story short, she drove me to Savannah. Now, the bus location or the bus pickup spot was outside of a McDonald's in the ghetto. So she dropped me off at the McDonald's. I'm sitting outside the McDonald's. We got there about 3 o'clock in the afternoon because that's when she was trying to get home. And, you know, like when you don't got your own car, you can't tell somebody to wait five hours. So she dropped me off five hours early. I'm sitting outside this ghetto-ass McDonald's, right? I'm sitting out there. I don't know nobody. I don't know where the fuck I'm at. I just see motherfuckers walking by smoking weed. I see drug deals. I'm in the the fucking McDonald's right in the fucking ghetto. So I'm sitting out there from three o'clock in the afternoon. It's me, my suitcase, nobody else. So time goes by, right? Okay. Bus supposed to come at 8 p.m. It get, you know, seven o'clock p.m. It start, you know, sun start going down, start getting dark. Now, you know, when it get dark, that's when the shady motherfuckers come out. Like when it get dark, I started seeing more like more motherfuckers walk by with the flags and the red flags and the blue flags. I come, I'm, I was scared as fuck. I don't know where I'm at. My first time in Savannah, Georgia. I don't know where the fuck I'm at. I'm sitting outside of a fucking McDonald's, bro. So I'm like, all right, cool. It's seven o'clock. Bus come at eight. So I only got about an hour more. So eight o'clock come. Ain't no bus. Eight fifteen come. <laughs> Ain't no bus 8.30 come It still ain't no fucking bus So I called my mama Now cause you know Every time some shit go wrong You gotta call your mama So I called my mama I said ma Yo um, The bus supposed to be here At 8 o'clock It's 8.35 right now The bus still ain't come I called the help number I'm, I'm you know online Trying to figure out Where the fuck the bus at It's not here so my mama said, you know, call the number one more time. So I called the fucking Chinese bus number. I said, yo, I'm sitting outside. I'm waiting for the bus. Where the bus at? That's when she told me, hey, the bus broke down coming from Orlando, Florida. So the bus you're looking for won't be there until 1130 a.m. the next day. Now, my black ass, I'm sitting outside. It's like 8.45 at night at this point. And she told me, yo, you got to sit outside for 15 hours 
That's when the bus gonna come. So I called my mama back. I said, Mama, yo, the bus don't come until 11.30 a.m. the next day. My mama went the fuck off. Oh, the fuck? I, oh, my God. My baby sitting out. Like, y'all know how black mamas be. My baby sitting outside. Da, 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 da. I'm like, fuck. So my mama said, call the police. I'm like, Ma, the police? What the fuck are you doing, bro? Ma, this is not a crime. I'm sitting outside, outside the McDonald's. The bus ain't come. Why the fuck am I calling the popo? Why am I calling the police? So boom, you know I was still young, twenty two, twenty three. I call, I call the police. Lady pick up. I said, "Yo, I'm sitting outside. The bus ain't come. Like, I don't know where I'm at. And can you guys send the officer?" And when I said that, I'm like, like I was aware of how fucking stupid I sounded. Like begging for a cop to be sent because my bus ain't come. So long story short, the white cop, well, long story long, because it should be long at this point. So the, the white cop came out. I seen him get out the police car. I'm like, ah, oh, motherfucker send the white cop. This motherfucker going to be racist as shit. Because my grandma's from the South. My grandma was born and raised in Augusta, Georgia. And she was someone who helped raise me. And she always told me about, you know, down here in the South, the police are crazy. If you get a white cop, they racist. And, you know, like a lot of things got planted in my mind. So... The white cop He got out the police car I'm like fuck It's about to go bad This white motherfucker Don't give a fuck So I told him what happened Yo the bus ain't come I'm I'm not from here I'm from New York City I can't get back home So My mama told me to call y'all Well my mama told me to call y'all I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to do He said Well you know It's not much I can do Sir So He said um, What I can do is since you have to wait outside for 15 hours, I can come back every hour and check on you and make sure that you are okay. You know, I'm at work right now. I'll keep cruising by every hour. Make sure I see you sitting out here making sure you good. I'm like, all right, cool. That'll work. So, boom, he left. So, he left. Two hours go by. This nigga ain't come back and check on me. I'm like, this motherfucker lied, bro. This nigga said he was going to come back and check on me. Three hours go by. This nigga still don't come back. I'm like, nigga, you said an hour, bitch. I'm scared as fuck right now. I'm outside. This nigga smoking blunts, blowing the fucking blunt ashes by my toes and shit. I'm like, nigga, you said an hour. It's been three hours, bitch. So at that point, I gave up. I'm like, this nigga is not coming back to check on my black ass. Like, I had to um come to terms with that. So three and a half hours go by. I see a, a white man pull up. He pulled up in like a regular car. It wasn't even a fucking police car at this point. Motherfucker pulled up in a fucking a regular car. He got out, you know, he had on sweats, a t-shirt, flip-flops. I'm like, who the fuck is this white man coming up to me? It was the police officer. He said, yo, my bad, man. I know I said I was going to stop by every hour. You know, we got a call. I had to go back to the office and fill out some paperwork. But I'm coming back now. I'm off work. I just came back to check on you. He said, um... He said, what I'm going to do is I want you to go follow me to this hotel across the street. I said, all right, cool. I'm with that. All right. You know, we get in the hotel. He tell the hotel manager, hey, you know, I'm a police officer. This young man, he's not from here. He's from New York City. He got stranded outside. And I don't want him sitting outside for 15 hours. That's what he told the manager. So he said, hey, can he please sit in your um in the hotel lobby? Can he sit in this hotel lobby until tomorrow morning? Because I, I just want him to be safe. I'm like, all right, cool. Manager say, yeah. So at this point, I'm in the hotel lobby, motherfucker. I'm, ooh. When I tell you, man, I, I'm inside now. It's warm. Because, you know, Christmas, that's December. So I was outside chilly as fuck. But I was inside the hotel lobby. I had the nice sofa. I had the TV. Boom. Nigga left. I'm like, all right, cool. 
Now I'm sitting there I'm on the phone You know I got my phone charged My phone charged up I'm on Netflix I'm chilling So boom An hour An hour go by The nigga come back I'm like nigga what you, you back again bitch He said yo I just came back To check on you Make sure that you Was doing everything Right in the hotel Making sure you wasn't Causing no issues I'm like yeah I'm chilling man Thank you man For uh, for talking to them So I can come inside This fucking hotel Now he said You know what I went home And I was talking to my wife It's holiday season And Once I got home Like I I was thinking about you Sitting down here In this lobby So I decided to come back So what I'm gonna do Is I'm gonna get you A hotel room for the night When he said that shit Nigga Nigga I was like Nigga you need a husband bitch Nigga, I will be your man, nigga. But he came back. He paid for a hotel room for me for the night, man. And as I was leaving, you know, to take my bags to the hotel, he got me the good room, too. He got me the king suite. He ain't get me the bullshit. He got me the king suite hotel. I'm up there. I had my PS4 in my bag that I was taking home. I mean, I was chilling, bro. So as I'm leaving, you know, he put his hand out to give me a pound. And he put, the motherfucker gave me $50, bro. And I swear, if this was right now, I'm recording this seven seven twelve in the morning. If it was during the afternoon, I would have called my fucking mama up right now because she know the story. Because my mama was so fucking shocked that when I came home, my mother she looked up the um, the police department for um, Savannah, Georgia. She called the fucking police station. She got the guy's name and she sent him a fucking letter of appreciation. She sent him a note thanking him for what he did. Like, that's how fucking shocked he was. Well, how shocked my mom was and also how shocked I was. Man, I, I, I wish I knew that motherfucking name, man. Because this happened the end of 2011 and I still think about that shit to this day. So like I said, man, I don't want to push I, I didn't mean to go off on a fucking long tangent But I felt like it was extremely relevant And I don't want to push the narrative that all cops are bad Because yes, when you're in the inner city In the quote unquote hood Yes, a lot of our interactions with the police It's not the best But We got to understand sometimes that I'm trying to watch my words here But we got to understand that Everybody they're human at the end of the day. Now, I'm not saying cops should go out and kill motherfuckers. Because, no, like I said, I, I'm still afraid of cops at 32 years old because of my interactions that I've had with the police. But I don't want to push the narrative that every fucking cop is bad because simply not true, man. But um, I'm going to give an R.I.P., man, to a six-year-old child that was shot and killed in um, Atlanta, Georgia. Y'all motherfuckers, y'all got to get y'all shit together, man. And this is the flip side of that whole pinnacle. Because we can't complain about... And I know by being saying this, some of you guys are going to say you, you're fucking coon. Only talk about when, only talk about crime when the police kill us. I'm not going to do that shit. But when you have a six month old child shot dead with their mama in the car, like what are the excuses for that? Six month old. This happened in Atlanta, Georgia, about maybe 20 minutes from me. Mama driving down the street. It's black teens having a gun battle. In two separate cars They shooting at each other Outside the fucking car The six month old child gets shot Killed Mama said I pulled into the um the parking spot I look back I see my six month old child Slumped over In their fucking onesie Blood coming out She said I picked up my child 
And when I picked up my child, I can tell that my son was limp. And at that point, I knew he was dead. Now, I want to play you guys some of what <clears throat> the Atlanta police chief said when he gave an update about the six-month-old child shot and killed near Atlanta's Anderson Park. Like, y'all motherfuckers, y'all got to get y'all shit together, man. We can't keep talking about, you know, black, you know, when the police kill us, when it's a racist incident. But now when you mention black on black crime or any black celeb mentions that, now these motherfuckers, they magically a coon. Shut the fuck up. No, because everything matters. Like, I understand that we want to be protected from the evils of the world when it comes to the police, when it comes to racism, when it comes to shit like that. But we got to understand that we have to be safe from each other as well. It can't be one sided to where we don't want them to kill us, but it's okay for us to kill us. We can't get to that point to where that's what we think, because at that point, it's dangerous and um, it is also to me, it's toxic behavior, man. We can't be, we can't be blinded by the bullshit, man. I want to be safe from the evils of the world and also from the evils of my own people, man. But this is some of what the Atlanta police chief said when he was talking about the six-month-old child shot and killed in Atlanta. Let me get this shit queued up. 2:56 p.m. The Atlanta police received a call of a person shot here on Anderson Avenue. Upon arrival. Uh, a child was being transported to Grady Hospital where that child was pronounced dead. The Atlanta police are working very diligently uh, utilizing our video integration center and utilizing all our manpower to bring this case to resolution. We will not stop. We will continue. We will work throughout the night to find resolution for this family. As the mayor stated, this is the third shooting of a child and we attribute this all to gun violence. Mm. The proliferation of weaponry that we are seeing on these streets, we have to do something about that. Mm-mm-mm. We can no longer allow our criminals to continue to carry guns. We work very aggressively with our state, control, our state parole office, partnering parole for people that are repeat offenders mm. that continue to carry these guns and get them off of the street. Mm. Right now, uh, our personnel are down consoling the mother of this child and it is this is this is painful as the mayor stated this this one hurts uh for a six-year-old six-month-old to be riding down the street mm. uh, and become victim to gun violence random gun violence between two people who can't resolve a simple issue right now this case is ongoing we are still in the very early stages of the best that's where i'm ending right there but well, like i said man like, we got to understand, and I know by me saying this, it's going to fall on deaf ears because that's just the world we live in. And I don't want to accept it, but, like, I just don't think we could change the world, man, in terms of the evilness. If it happens, I think I'll be long gone. I think my son will be long gone before we at least get to a place technology-wise or, you know, whether it be economic just i don't know man before we can at least figure some shit out because motherfuckers they're gonna kill each other man like when people get into altercations or disagreements instead of thinking about ways in which we can resolve those issues like motherfuckers don't like talking because in the black community and i know this shit man because growing up in the hood like when you get into an issue with somebody and you say hey let's talk about it then you're pussy 
you're soft. And now when those now when those words come out, the people who are called those words, that's when they they try to use anger, violence. Because now when you get called soft or pussy, now your pride, your manhood is in question. So now the fact that you got motherfuckers doubting your manhood, your pride, now we gotta lash out with violence. As a way to prove myself to show I'm not soft. And that is a dangerous way to fucking live. So I hope that something can be done. At least I'm hopeful in my in my lifetime period that something can be done so at least my son can grow up in a world that's not perfect, because it's never gonna be perfect. But at least he can grow up in a world that's safer than what we live in now, man. But we going from bad news to bad news, man. Now, story broke this past week on, um, or this past weekend on Instagram about the death of a young black woman named Lawrence Smithfields. Now, this story was brought to our attention by rapper Cardi B. I want to clap it up for Cardi B. When artists use their platform to spread stories that otherwise would not get the biggest attention. Now, she posted something on, I believe, on Twitter or IG about the death of a young woman named Lauren Smith Fields. And that a family has come out and said a thank you to Cardi B for for using her platform to bring more attention towards it. Because they said that after Cardi B posted that story, that it made the police actually look into the fucking case again. And that's what I say damn near every fucking week about celebrities and artists using their massive platform to actually spread information as opposed to post money, you posting your ass, you posting shit that's going to be beneficial towards you. But do something that's beneficial towards other people, man. But um, <clears throat> I want to play you guys. Like I said, I don't know much on the story. All I know is. What we've seen on social media. And that's why um, I kind of don't want to speak too much onto that. And I might, well, not I might, but I'm going to have a bonus episode dropping probably this weekend where I can talk about this case in full detail after I get more factual information and I'm able to better give my, my opinion because I don't want to come online and, and, you know, talk about shit or give like my opinion based off of the shade room or based off of. Some shit that any motherfucker wrote in a meme because I want to have factual information because sometimes, man, like when you pay attention to social media, the message can kind of be twisted. Now, I remember going back a couple years. I think this happened in Chicago. Remember um, the black girl? I think her name was Kanika Jenkins, and she ended up dead in the freezer. And the story beforehand was that, you know, social media said that she got killed in the room after they seen the video And that a man killed her and took her downstairs and put her in the freezer. That's what social media was going with. But then the hotel released the video. And again, I still don't know what the fuck happened. I think that the death was ruled an accident. Now, could it have been more? Yes. But I'm simply saying this to say that the story that social media pushed at the time was wrong. Because the hotel released video of Kanika Jenkins stumbling drunk by herself and she walked into the freezer. And it was tough to watch because as she walked through the hotel, she was drunk, stumbling, trying to grab the wall. Like she was like seriously drunk 
or on some shit. I don't know what it was. But it was sad. It was tough to watch. I damn near almost teared up because you watching the video knowing that she's not going to make it. And she stumbled down the hallway into the kitchen and she went inside the freezer. So the narrative that social media was pushing was that she was killed in a hotel room and somebody took her downstairs. So, and I'm not saying that she could not have possibly been killed. I'm simply saying that when you listen to social media, sometimes what happened, like there are so many lies that may be twisted up in the truth, but this is what is out so far right now. But this is from um, a news article. This is NBC, New York. I'm trying to give you guys a little more information and also gain some more myself. And um, you guys can be on the lookout for that bonus episode dropping. Probably I'm off. I work today. I work tomorrow. Sunday. Probably going to get that up Sunday. That is going to be exclusively on Lunchroom Plus, LCP Plus. Also, I have one of my friends coming on. She's never came on the podcast as of yet. Her name is Becca. She's going to come on talking about, you know, dating and, you know, her struggles because she goes on a lot of dating apps trying to find love. Now, this woman passed away from using a dating app called Bumble. Now, I don't know what the fuck Bumble is, but so I figured, okay, at this point, I'll have a young a young woman who I know uses dating apps as a way to find love. So she's going to come on the bonus episode. Like we're going to talk about ways in which you can be safe, her good experiences, her bad experiences from using app. But this is um at least some information which can which can kind of give you guys some more info leading up to that bonus episode. There are new questions about the police investigation into the dating app death of a young woman, Lauren Smith Fields in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Investigative reporter Sarah Wallace delves into that mystery. They wanted us to forget about our daughter, their sister, our loved one. They, they thought they was going to just throw her away like she was garbage. Amid this family's anguish are emotions of outrage and disgust at how the Bridgeport Police Department has investigated the mysterious death of 23-year-old Lauren Smith-Fields. It was careless. It was no concern. There was no, like, care for the family about how we felt, our grief, our pain, none of that. The I-Team obtained this police report of the response to a 911 call from Lauren's apartment on the morning of December 12th from a white male identified as Matthew LaFountain. The investigator notes he was trembling and visibly shaken. LaFountain said they met on the dating site Bumble, began drinking shots of tequila, and Lauren became ill. That later they played some games, ate some food, and started to watch a movie. He says he carried her to her bedroom and laid her in her bed. He then laid down next to her and fell asleep. He woke up again at approximately 0630 hours and she was laying on her right side. Blood was coming out of her right nostril onto the bed and she was not breathing. Mm. I want to pause it right there because this shit do sound suspicious. Like now that um, I'm hearing actual information and seeing the police report right here in front of me, the shit sounds suspicious. So that's why I said, man, I, I, like I really need some more fucking info because I got a little side eye right now because uh, you fell asleep drunk next to a young woman. 
you woke up, she's bleeding, and she's dead. Now, nigga, did you sleepwalk in your sleep and you killed? Like, I don't know. Like, what the fuck happened? And that's why I said I really want some more information because it's a sad fucking story. And also, it takes me back to um, the surviving trauma episodes that I released. And I'm not blaming this young lady for her death. I'm simply saying that there are men out here that are fucking evil. And we can't take that evil out of those men. But something we can do is protect ourselves so that we can possibly avoid those evil men. And that's the situation that happened here where even the family, as you guys are here on the bonus episode, they came out and they said that they believe that young women should not allow men that they just met on a dating app over to their place. And I know it's tough to hear and some of you guys are going to twist it into I'm blaming her for her death. I'm not. Because even if someone allows somebody to come over on day one, yes, that person should not be dead. We know that. But. We got to be mindful of doing that before we do it, because everybody does not have your best intentions at heart. Now, the police right now, they're investigating this case. I'm sure to be some new information that comes out, you know, possibly even some cover ups. So you guys can stay tuned in for that bonus episode. We're going to talk about a lot of new shit. I'm going to have my good friend Becca come on the podcast and like I think it'll be fun having a white female on the podcast, man, talking about her experiences because people often believe that only black women have a tough time dating. Well, no, white women have a tough time too, but we are not a part of that culture. So we don't get to hear or listen to the dating struggles of a white women as well. So you guys can stay tuned in for that bonus episode, man. You guys can always support the podcast. My cash app is dollar sign NYC story 718. I appreciate all the fucking cash apps. You guys can click the link in any episode description and you guys can support the podcast for as low as 99 cents a month or for as much as $10 a month, man. You guys out there who show love, who show support. And um, as always, make sure you guys stay tuned in to that lunchroom. Plus, we're going to have that bonus episode dropping. And I love you guys, man. Like I said, man, we, it's a lot of shit we're going to do this shit on this podcast, man. We're going to go up and up. We're going to keep talking about real shit, real content, real conversations, man. And you guys who stay tuned in, who stay locked in, who stay supporting the nigga. Yes, sir. I appreciate y'all. Brand new LCP.